<laughs> How's it going today, guys? I'm Ben Wilson, and welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio. Welcome to Conversion Marketing Radio, uncovering the secrets of how to convert your dream clients into paying customers. If you're here to learn about maximizing conversions for your business without wasting money on vanity results, consider subscribing to this podcast. And now, here's your host, Ben Wilson. So this week, I had another coaching call with a gal from California who initially signed up to see like, what other ways uh, she could obtain new customers through advertising. And uh, about 20 minutes into the call, we had discovered that she wasn't really excited about the business that she was trying to grow. Like she just didn't find passion behind it, as well as realizing it is a very, very saturated market. Um, and from there, what ended up uh, turning into it was more of a, uh, like a deep dive questionnaire that uh, she was able to just kind of start picking my brain about. And I was really excited because it was transforming the way that she was looking at business. Um, but uh, the the thing that I love about coaching calls is that I'm always able to reconstruct and look at my own business from a different perspective. And one of the questions that really, the t- or how the topic really transformed into was uh, the question of, I'm not really sure about what kind of business I should start. And you know, there's a lot of ideas. And so what's the best business to start and how how can you ensure it's gonna be successful? And uh, as we started working through this, there was there was some uh, some different mindsets and, and different areas in which I was pulling information from over the years, either through uh, other mentors, books and courses, or, um, you know, failures or successes or just kind of like trying to conglomerate in a very short amount of time, like what's the best approach to starting a business? And the the thing that it really comes down to, and, and it, as, as cliche as this is, um, it, it comes down to what do you, like what problem do you want to solve? Like that you care enough about and... Um, but it, there's there definitely is more than that, right? It's not just about what you're passionate about, and it's not just about the problem you're trying to solve. Because in business, there's so many different changes that's constantly happening, and there's always going to be the dirt that has to be solved. Uh, and I, I refer to dirt as in like uh, the day-to-day grind. You can't 100% be always doing the things that you uh, you dream about or, or only solving that problem, right? Running a business is uh, – there's a lot of different – uh, variables and lots of different things that can go wrong, but you can uh, certainly uh, align a lot of what you do want to do in creating a business and finding uh, you know good partners or good employees. But most of all, it comes down to: Do you care enough to deal with the crap? <laughs> That's like the best way to put it. Do you care enough to deal with the dirt? Do you care enough if things go wrong? Like you really, you you're in the pursuit of it. Like what is driving you to try solve it? Is it just money? Is that the only thing that you're motivated by? Are you motivated by like the change or the impact that it can create? Are you hopeful in the status that it gives you? Like what is it that's driving you into this business? Because that's what the passion should be about, right? Because in that point, then you can start to uh, care about the crap that comes with business, right? This last week, it felt like everything just went wrong. It was so crazy. I mean, enough so that um, I wasn't really frustrated, but I was definitely starting to feel defeated. 
And in like an awkward, humorous way, I started laughing when things would just, they, they would go wrong. Uh, it seemed like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, every little thing that I touch, it just either broke or something happened to go wrong. I started getting phone calls from other people and things like that they were working on were breaking. They were looking for my advice and I was just uh, trying to keep it together. Um, but I'm passionate about this uh, this new other agency or and practice and, and we're creating different products and services and uh, most of all different offers to solve problems that are much bigger than what what I can do alone. Um, and I'm passionate enough to fix these crap, the, the, these crappy problems um, in order for the bigger pursuit because I know that if I can do this and, and continually repeat it, then the success will happen. Um, but this wasn't the, necessarily the entire phone call, right? Um, it's not just about solving your own problems. It, it comes down to more of a... Um, how do you actually start, right? And what's the best approach to ensure your success? You, you might be passionate about something and about the concept and, or about uh, the problem you're solving, but it doesn't also mean you're going to be successful. You might be, there are definitely lots of passionate people out there who are not successful, who do not have successful businesses, but they are passionate as all get out. They're very, very happy but they are also not achieving the success that they were hoping for by following those dreams. So it's not to say don't follow your dreams or don't follow your passions. Those are definitely important because of uh, dealing with the crap. So how do you actually start a successful business? And if you can wrap this into your passion, this is where I truly feel that um, you're, you're going to find success, but it is also – uh, it's talked about in multiple different books. There's a lot of different people who have seen success. And the biggest thing that they say uh, is something we're going to talk about in just a second here. So back in college, when uh, Steve Larson from Sales Funnel Radio, um, I've talked about him a lot on, on the podcast. So when him and I were in college, we had convinced our teachers to allow us to miss class. And I know I've, I've told this story before. Uh, where we convinced them that we could work on our, uh, basically our own learning. We were going to learn more outside the classroom than what we were going to learn by the curriculum that they had prepared to teach all the students. Uh, we just felt that what we were learning was going to be more valuable uh, in in the pursuit of uh, why we're even at college, right? The whole thing was to be successful in life and uh, we didn't want to be held back necessarily. There was a couple stipulations though, one of which... Uh, was to join the Entrepreneurship Society, which we reluctantly did because we did want to pursue our um, our concept of uh, what we were developing at the time. And so uh, Steve was able to get out of it quite a bit because of ROTC, uh, what he had joined uh, during school. Um, so I had to show up and kind of represent both of us to this so that we could both continually uh, miss school because he had a very valid reason. He just could, there's no way that he was going to be able to uh, miss out on, on ROTC. And it was at the exact same time as this, um, uh, this club essentially. And uh, we started noticing something though, that other students who had started in this entrepreneurship society were doing the same things that later also transpired into what I've seen uh, many people claiming to be like entrepreneurs or, or these, these business owners. And 
it's not the concept. It's not about um, your how fantastic the logo you've made. These kids had started. Uh, they would ask us, you know, well, what's what's the best way to brand our company? Like, um, how do we? Um, like what kind of websites and like website builders should we use? And like, oh, well, we, we want to make our website before we go sell our product. And I remember talking to Steven about this. We were laughing like they're playing house, essentially. You know, you know when you're a kid and you're playing dress up and you're imagining what this life is going to be like and you're imagining like you've got uh, this is what my house is over here and you're playing house, essentially. Well, it never changed for a lot of people who were entering into the business world. They're just playing business. So they go get business cards. They make a website. They share their dream um, on Facebook, maybe, at, at most. They, um, they start writing about this whole new concept. And the whole thing that they do not do is get their first sale. They're not selling at all. If they're posting, they're not selling. They might be selling the idea, but they don't release a product to buy. They're not getting a paying customer. So people might think, oh, well, I've got support. I've got likes on my Facebook post, so therefore people will buy my product when it eventually comes out. Well, the product never comes out, ever, because the business has failed already because of the amount of money that it takes to start creating uh, all these email sequences or uh, the type of websites that you're hoping for, all the different things that do go into business because they didn't actually have the funding. So they either thought, okay, well, I'm going to get capital or an investor or a loan, but there's literally a way you can do it. Just go sell. Just go sell the very first thing. Go knocking on doors and go figure out if that's the first, like get your first customer on board and be embarrassed by your product. If you're trying to perfect it before releasing it, you've released it way too late. So that actually comes right out of the lean startup from Eric Ries, the book. Literally, if you are, if you're not embarrassed by what you're producing, you've, you're, it's way too late. You should have released it so long ago. And the same concept um, was introduced in a different book. And this other book that uh, has become like a Bible is actually introduced to me around the same time. So Steve and I had gone and we didn't really know what we were. uh, We didn't have a business. We didn't have a name for the business. We had no business cards. We didn't have a website. Uh, However, we had a waiting list of 14 different businesses because we weren't able to necessarily take them on as clients because we hadn't figured out kind of like a process. What we started doing though is we just started selling services of being able to generate hundreds of thousands of visitors to websites based upon the type of uh, mediums that we were using for ads. So we had, we were working with actually some major companies, which was crazy, especially after a couple of weeks of doing this. Uh, word really traveled, and we were working with uh, large companies like Paul Mitchell, and um, even uh, oh, it was by Scholastic. It was a, a learning course, and we were we we're producing lots and lots of leads and sales for their products, but we didn't have a business name, and so. Uh, part of the Entrepreneurship Society was to also enter into a business competition. And on the same day of the competition, um, <laughs> Stephen and I came up with like some stupid name that we called it. And uh, 
we because we didn't have we didn't have that quote unquote business name. But part of to enter it said uh, at the very top of the the entry form was like, "What's your business name?" <laughs> We're like, "Uh, I don't know. Let's just." Uh, so we put in like a word generator, and it literally spat out like a five letter word, and um, so we call it good. <laughs> And so that's that was the the start of that quote unquote business. However, we also had like six clients already that were paying us to uh, to test out what we were doing. We had paying clients before we even had a business name. And as at the uh, business competition, uh, we met a guy who runs. Uh, he was a very successful entrepreneur uh, up in Idaho who. Uh, had started multiple different companies and was one of the judges. And after the competition, he came and talked to us and uh, was you know talking about how he was impressed by some of the different things. And one of the things that he said was you guys, he said, you guys took a ready, fire, aim approach. And that's what really uh, st- struck my mind is what he uh, had explained to us. And we were, we, he was like, you've obviously read the book, Ready, Fire, Aim. And we're like, I've never heard of that book, but that's, that sounds like an amazing concept. So explain more. He said, well, it's, it breaks down to, you know, you're ready to start a business. Instead of aiming, because so much of business is that aim. You're like, well, it's not quite there yet. Just fire, right? Fire and then go figure out how to improve on what you've already fired upon. Uh, when I was studying for the GMAT, I heard an amazing quote. You can't edit a paragraph unless it's already written. So you can sit here and you can type your paragraphs, you can type your sentences, you can try to do your business as much as you want, but uh, if you actually aren't getting these things out, you can't go back and edit them. In our case, optimize them. I can't optimize a web page that's not made and I can't optimize a business that's not created and I can't improve the next sale unless I've already had a sale. So um, instead of holding back on anything, release while you're embarrassed. Release before it's perfect. Release and, and go and get that first customer. In fact, you don't even have to quote unquote release your business. But you do have to go get at least your first customer, if not second, third, fourth, fifth, and just continually sell until you can figure out that it hurts, that you're in pain because you've got too many customers or clients and um, now you need to salvage and save these customers and these clients because you can, you've got to provide either a better service for what they're paying for or anything along those lines. And it might be completely embarrassing and you've got to be comfortable with it. Otherwise, uh, it's just not going to be successful. So as you're starting out, um, Michael Masterson's the one that wrote Ready, Fire, Aim. And I want to share a couple things that he talks about in in Ready, Fire, Aim. And if you haven't read it, definitely go pick it up. It's such an amazing book. It, it's like a Bible to me in the sense. I've, I've reread it multiple times uh, in the last few years because – it's actually built upon different stages of the business that you're in. So I actually I come back and I reread it to see um, uh, how to move to the next stage. And this is what uh, why I really really like the book. It's built for all different stages from zero to 100 million. Uh, there are some good concepts if you're above 100 million, but I don't think anyone uh, is in that boat yet who listens to this podcast. If you do, thank you. <laughs> um, so here are some things though, is don't let the practice of business or being busy with business fool you into thinking that you're setting yourself up for success. This is doing things like making a logo, a website, marketing materials, 
Michael Masterson talks about uh, getting a toll-free number to look bigger than what you already are. And I don't mean to say this uh, like I've never done these things. I have actually done that before. I literally – I've I've done the the stupid point of going getting a toll-free number and paying like – 15 or $20 a month for it. And I didn't even have a client. I mean, that was dumb of me. And so when I reread that in the book, it was like, oh my gosh, like I'm the idiot here. Uh, Another one was even, he says, even incorporating your business. And uh, the last business that I just, uh, that that I'm moving into right now and so excited for, uh, we're working with healthcare practices because I truly believe that there's a way to change the healthcare industry. And it's by starting on the lower level uh, or the people that are immersed with working with the patients, not the large corporations. I've done that before. I did work with those large corporations and worked with the C-suites. But I truly believe it, it actually uh, is on the on the ground floor. So what kind of services and products could we provide uh, and offers to implore into these businesses to start changing healthcare now and not waiting for it. And I feel like this, as we're, as we're taking on clients, I still consider it research, but we're making money as I get to research what the true problems of the healthcare industry are. Uh, otherwise, I'm going to spend the rest of my life because it's such a complex and, and massive issue. So the best thing to do is to start. And uh, my business partner and I, that we, we formed into this new agency, uh, it was so fantastic. Uh, we we sold a client before we actually had a business name, anything. In fact, it was more so to see if if someone would buy the concept. We didn't even have the materials or the tools to get it done. We literally we went and we sold it. And um, as they then said, "Okay, where do we write the the ten thousand dollar check?" <laughs> And so we had to figure out the name uh, and all that stuff. And um, we still didn't even do it. Uh, we actually had the check transferred into a like a personal account. And then uh, the, from there, uh, we later uh, transferred it into the new incorporation. But we went and we got money before we even started to make sure that the, the money was there. right? And even though that it was won before incorporating, um, it was important to not go through all that in hopes that a person would write us a $10,000 check. It was to uh, go and sell it first so that now we can just repeat that sale over and over again because we knew how to sell it the first time. And that's what that's what a uh, Michael Masterson's talking about in this book. And so in the first stage, from zero to a million is how he puts it, and in the infancy, says your main problem is you don't really know what you're doing. That is the truth. The main challenge, you're figuring out how to sell your product profitably, profitably, sorry, and making that first sale. The main opportunity in this stage is to achieve a minimum mass of customers. The skills you're going to need in this stage are getting things going and selling. He then says there are many problems in a business's growth, but the one and only thing that is deadly to a business is that if a business is not bringing in new customers, nobody works until someone sells something. So he says, then how do you do it? So it's OSS, the optimum selling strategy. 
And you've got to answer four questions and to know how successful you'll be uh, as you're starting off. If you can answer these four questions, we can get into another four questions that you can then ans- answer after you've, uh, you've, you've answered the first four. The number one, where are you going to find your new customers? If you've listened to anything from like Russell Brunson, he talks about communities. Go to a community that's already established. You don't have to create your new community, but go find one. Go find one where the traffic is already there. Uh, second question, what product will you sell them first? Now, you might have the dream of what your business can eventually and hopefully do, but what product do you sell them first? That is important. Number three, how much will you charge for it? And number four, how will you convince them to buy it? So if you can answer those four questions, we can then get into the next four, which are what other products can we sell? Number two, how can we make the offer more enticing? Number three, how can we make the advertising copy more compelling? And number four, what other media should we test? Now, not, not, not just solidify in, right? What other things can we test? But you can only answer those questions after you've gone through and you've answered the four and started implementing them, right? Once you've got that going, then you can do this. Now, as there are lots of things that do go bad in business, right? There is a thing that you need to do is to identify this optimum selling strategy and implore like 80% of your resources into that one thing. If you are a one trick pony, you can only sell that one thing. That's fantastic because if your business can grow off of it, you can then sell other products. You can upsell, you can cross sell, you can uh, move people into monthly memberships or uh, courses or whatever it, it can be. But if you can't get them to buy the first thing, you're not gonna be successful in business whatsoever. And so you have to be able to make sure that people are coming in through that pipeline and that 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 first part where there is going to be friction becomes absolutely frictionless. So uh, the thing I wanna wrap up with you guys is, is if you're playing house, and don't get me wrong, I've listened to the book multiple times and I still find myself doing these things where I get caught up in the in the excitement of what the business could be, but I'm also not implementing the things that the business should be doing, which is to be selling, to be bringing on more clients, to be working with, um, to ways that I can continually improve that single offer right from the bat. If I haven't made a million dollars off of that one thing, either completely start over or just get better at selling that one thing. How do you find more ways to entice people? Uh, We talked about offers or treatment plans before. How do you uh, propose this to these customers and clients so that you can continually sell that? And don't switch. If you're gonna make any switches or tweaks, just you're making small tweaks, like, like I talked about in the last uh, episode is you make the small changes. Don't go make big giant uh, effects, right? If you figure something out, just make the small changes to improve on that. And that's what I, I'm going to leave with you guys today. Uh, as I said, this all started because of a coaching call and I'm still doing some free coaching, uh, for businesses and people that are wanting to start businesses and what they, they can do or how to improve your advertising, uh, conversion rates or kind of just uh, where where to go next. And um, I might not know all the answers, but I'm always, 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 always trying to search for uh, 
what that right answer could be or improving on those right answers. So if this is your first time here today, guys, thank you so much for listening in. Go ahead and hit that subscribe button if you want to catch up with some more stuff. Also, be sure to check out conversionmarketingradio.com. Uh, if you are interested in that coaching, it is forward slash coaching. And uh, if you want to subscribe and listen, definitely also go catch up some more episodes either on iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, uh, LinkedIn, YouTube, whatso. You'll you'll find a lot of those links off of Conversion Marketing Radio. Uh, seriously, thank you so much again for your time. Always appreciate it. And, and until next time, uh, keep converting. <laughs>